Welcome to Enlightenment 101. I am Danielle G. I am an author, a teacher, and instructor. This show will explore, engage, and enlighten us on love, life, living, and everything in between. We will discover how to not just live, but be better and sustain a level of life that offers well-being for generations to come. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode six of Enlightenment 101. I am your host, Danielle G, and I want to say a heartfelt thank you. Thank you to all of you who are listening, who share, who comment, and or subscribe. I truly, truly, truly thank you. This show offers me the opportunity to give from my soul, and hopefully tap into yours. So welcome to Enlightenment 101, Episode 6, Competition versus Collaboration. Episode 5 was all about wounds and scars. So we are moving right along past Episode 5 into Episode 6, the path of competition versus collaboration. So... This topic, competition versus collaboration, is a subject I've written about before, but in a more professional realm. Today will be more inclusive and broad because both collaboration and competition can happen in any and all facets. They can happen in families, romantic situations, employee relations, consumerism. It can and often exists everywhere on social media, hair salons, barbershops, you name it, competition is often occurring. So today we're going to kind of break it down and um, put some, some content and context around it. So welcome to Enlightenment 101, competition versus collaboration. All right. So I love it when I receive validation for the episode that I'm working on or planning on speaking about. Today, I ran a 5K and have been doing for the last several years. I realized today that I started running 5Ks in 2017. It was a time in my life that I felt like things were kind of um, falling Apart, I no longer think that. I think that things were coming together. It's just that certain things had to happen for those things to happen. So anyhow, I started running 5Ks and have been. And I enjoy them. They're fun. Um, It's not really hard on me. It just adds to kind of my workout regimen. And um, I enjoy it. And it it contributes to my well-being. Y'all know I I talk a lot about well-being. So I noticed a few things, though, in this race. And this is a competition. All are there. All are coming out to a race. Families, individuals, couples, and some people bring their kids and they have their strollers, runners, because it's both a 5K and a 10K. I do the 5K. Um, All are coming to ultimately, ultimately compete. So what I noticed was that in the beginning, we all start out together. But eventually, we are running our own race. We're running our own race. 
So in my race, I always walk because I want to kind of build up to it. Like I start out walking kind of in a speed walk, getting my body warmed up, my muscles fired up. And then about maybe a half a mile or a little bit more than a half a mile, I start to run. I begin my race. Some take off in the beginning, like they just take off running, right? And they start to run their race. Some walk the whole way. But eventually, everybody is running their own race, right? So what I noticed is when I was walking and running and started to run, I started like setting goals for myself. Okay, every bend, I'm going to run and, you know, speed up a little bit. And then I'll slow down and pull back a little bit. And then I would change and say, when I saw the the red color shirt, I want to get past this one. So I started making little goals for myself. But then I realized like, you know what? Just run your race. And so then my goal just became, I want to beat my last year's race. Like I want to be do better than I did last year. So I became my own competition. So from the outside, this topic may not seem all that important, but hopefully after we peel back the layers a bit, you, you'll you see um, and you'll be somewhat enlightened and know not only why it matters, but how one versus the other can change your life for the good. Enlightenment 101 is all about changing your life for the good. That is that is the purpose, the genesis of this podcast is to change your life for good, to enlighten you. It doesn't matter who you are, rich or poor, famous or unknown, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, religious, non-religious, spiritual. This show is for everyone. Enlightenment is for us all. My desire is to enlighten, period. That's it. That's all. Not to tell you what to do, not to make recommendations, not to say it is to provide the data, the research, the feeling, the authenticity of it all, and hopefully enlighten you. That is it. That is my job. I release myself from everything else. So here we go. How many of you out there have ever heard of Michael Jordan? Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird. Brian, have you heard of any of these three people? Yes. All right. Okay, I'm on the right track now. Now, they all have at least one thing in common. They were all famous basketball NBA giants. Some argue to this day that MJ, Michael Jordan, was and is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I am not here to debate that topic. Trust me, I've heard the discussions and the debates I would never finish. (laughs) I would never get on track to why I'm really here. So I leave all of that to ESPN and all the sports platforms and all of those. But just for fun, Brian, who do you think is the GOAT right now or was or is the GOAT? I guess Jordan. Okay. Kind of a fan. Okay. Okay. Fan boy. I mean, well, in Chicago. Well, everybody, everybody, you know, loves MJ. And honestly, how can you not? Ma- Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, they all were quite phenomenal in their time. It's just that MJ is considered to be the GOAT. So, again, I'm not going to get into that. 
Um, I know who I love to watch. I loved watching MJ. He was um, awesome to watch. And But th- I have a favorite, and I'm just going to say it's not MJ, but I'm not going to debate. But they all were in a very competitive sport. They were all in a very competitive sport. They were all in competition with each other at some point in their basketball career. So at some point, Michael and Magic and Bird, they all competed against each other because that's what the NBA is. It's a competitive sport, but it's also composed of teams. And that's where the collaborative part comes in. That's where we go into the competition versus collaboration. Now, some of you would say, that they are still some of the most competitive to play any sport. They were all vying for a championship and went on to win multiple championships. So I did a little research to kind of find out who won what, how many, and all that good stuff, right? So for all my sports enthusiasts, you're probably already going to know this, but Michael Jordan got six rings, six championships. Magic Johnson had five championships. And Larry Bird went on to win three championships. Where am I going with this? How does this analogy line up with this episode, competition versus collaboration? Welcome to episode six, competition versus collaboration. Let's talk about it and peel it back, if you will. According to research, it took Michael Jordan seven seasons Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven to win his first ring slash championship with the Chicago Bulls in 1991. It took him seven seasons. Think about that. Remember, we said he is arguably considered to be the GOAT, greatest of all times. Yet he won his first of six championships after seven seasons. So that means that he had to compete for a long time. He had to work really hard to um, attain the championship, the very first one in 1991. So how did he win? How did he win his first championships? He said to be the greatest by some, but even being... Uh, the presumed being the greatest, he could not do it alone. So even though Michael Jordan is considered to be the greatest of all times by many, um, he couldn't do it alone. In 1991, Michael Jordan had some help. It is what I call collaboration, a collaborative effort to win. As competitive as he was, as great as he was, he could not win the championship by himself. No matter how many feet he jumped from the the file line, he could not win alone. So once he, Scottie Pippen and John Paxson, collaborated, they, the Bulls, not only won one championship, but how many? Six. Six of those were with Scottie Pippen. It took collaboration for them to be what? Successful. It took collaboration for them to be successful. 
So I want to stop for a minute to for you to collect your thoughts on what it means to be competitive and to collaborate. And as you can see, they go hand in hand, especially with this analogy. Basketball itself is a competitive sport, but it is composed of teams. Those teams need to collaborate together individually to win it all, to win the championship. So this is not about sports, ladies and gentlemen. Sports is the analogy or the tool that I'm using to drive home the point of competition and collaboration. Being a winner in any area of your life, whether it's professionally, academically, personally, will require some kind of collaboration, no matter how great you are. No matter how great you are. No matter how smart you are. No matter how wealthy you are. No matter how many degrees you have. Being successful in any area of your life will require some collaboration. Some of the greatest of all times in every area, if you look at their success stories, you will see that they had help. So what does that mean for us? It means that we all need help too. <laughs> That's what it means. It means that we can't do this thing alone. It means we're on this journey and as smart as 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 uh rich or famous whatever the case may be, we think we are, we need help. Right? Michael Jackson, another MJ, as famous as he was, it wasn't until he collaborated with Quincy Jones that he came up or they made Thriller. I think Thriller might still be the 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 um, greatest of all time in sales. I haven't checked, so you guys can double check that. But we all remember Thriller. This is Thriller, Thriller night. Don't get me started. Y'all know I can't do an episode <laughs> without a little without a little music. Um. So you can have the greatest idea ever and it will require you to collaborate with someone or some entity to execute the idea. No one, no one, no one makes it or are successful, nor will be successful without collaboration. It just can't happen. Even from the simplest to the most grand idea, this idea to do a podcast, I needed to collaborate. I can write the subject matter. I can come up with it. I can pray about it. I can do all these things. But unless I have someone to collaborate, to help me execute it, to distribute it, all of that requires collaboration to even begin to think of success. Why this topic? Why did I choose this topic next? I mean, we've talked about a lot of things, matter of the heart and forgiveness and love, all those things that matter. And that's I'm, and that's what I said when I first started this show. I said, we will do all things life, right? This is a part of our lives. We are competitors. Some of us are competitive by nature. Some of us have to grow to be competitive. But back to the question, why this topic? If I'm if I'm being honest, and transparent, there are multiple reasons. But for the sake of time, I will focus on just a few. The first one is, I'm so tired and bothered by this hater mentality and culture. Everyone is not out to see you fail. 
from social media influencers, some, not all, to preachers and pastors, to all feeding into this hateration. I I I I um I stole that. I hear you laughing, Brian. Why is that funny? I haven't heard that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I I um I stole that from Mary J. Blige. Mary J. is my favorite, um, one of my favorite artists. I love her. So if she ever listens, I would love to dance on stage with you, like to one of your songs. Preferably, I just want to be happy. But anyhow, back to the subject matter. <laughs> um. But all feeding into this hateration mentality. And we are all following them literally to the bank. When you follow them and they're, you're like, mm-hmm, yes, that's right. All these haters, everybody doesn't hate you. Everybody is not rooting against you. And until we develop a mentality of collaboration and stop following the mentality of competitiveness, we're going to be not as successful as we should be, can be, and eventually uh, meant to be. So that's one of the reasons. I hate to see, the second reason is, I hate to see families break up due to lack of knowledge. The Bible tells us that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Now you may say, what does families have to do with competitiveness and collaborations? Everything, everything. We see couples competing against each other. Data shows us unequivocally that families, married people are better in all areas, financially, physically, mentally. Now, I want to preface this before I continue on this part of the subject. I want to preface this by saying this relating to healthy marriages and partnerships. I am not condoning abuse of any kind, on any level. So when I speak about families and staying together and how married couples and partnerships are doing better, these are based on data and research for healthy families, healthy partnerships. I want to make that very, very clear because I don't want anybody misunderstanding and saying, well, this is going on. That, that is not what we're talking about here. So let me be clear. So we have people in families and in partnerships who aren't being partners. They're competing against each other. I make more money, so he or she should do the, this part of the job. Or we are discrediting each other instead of collaborating and playing to our strengths and our weaknesses so that we can be successful. I hate it when families and people don't get that. It hurts my heart. I shouldn't, I don't like to use the word hate. Let me, let me rewind that. I, 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 it disturbs me, put it like that. Consistent research has also shown that being married is actually literally good for your heart. Now, let me tell you something. While, you know, some people may say, some of you know me out there and you'll say, you know that I've been married before. I am no longer married and I'm okay with that. I'm happy, I'm healthy, and I'm grateful. Um, but this is the data. I'm not trying to discredit it just because I don't I am not married anymore. I, I, I appreciate, respect uh, and value the sanctity of marriage. So this is research that found that married men and women had a five percent lower chance of cardiovascular disease compared to single people. Let that sink in for a minute. Good love is good for your heart. Good love 
is good for your heart. So men out there, if you if you like it, then you should put a ring on it. <laughs> I'm, borrowing, I'm borrowing from uh, Beyonce. If you like it, then you should put a ring on it. The third reason is some of my own personal and professional experiences. I have had incidences, that's plural, that I didn't understand until later in life, like where there were people who would rather compete with me than collaborate. I didn't get it. I am a creator by nature. I am. I know that's a part of who I am. And um, those that know me know that, that I'm always sharing ideas and wanting to collaborate to make things happen and to make things better. And I understand the benefits of collaboration. There is strength in numbers. There is strength in numbers. But what I found sometime is that others don't always get the benefit of collaboration over competition. But let me tell you something, something that I don't think, but something I know. I've been on the earth for a few years now, and there's a few things you start just knowing. One of those things that is that collaboration produces a win-win. When you collaborate, it's a win-win. When you compete, competition produces a win-lose. Somebody has to lose. Even in the analogy in the beginning that I gave with Michael, ja uh, Michael Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jordan, the NBA, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird, somebody had to lose. But it gave them drive motivation to collaborate to eventually create a win-win at least within their team now because basketball is a competitive sport yeah somebody still had to lose when they went to the championship but my point is still the same collaboration is a win-win when we decide to work together to come together whether it is as families whether it is as uh, employees employers co-workers whether it is as partners whether it is as marriage uh, spouses when we decide to come together, we win. We do better. We are better together. That was a slogan that we had during the pandemic. We had all these messages that were so positive. We are better together. Remember that. We are better together. Some people need to take on and have all the credit, so they would rather not collaborate. I don't. I don't need the credit. I'm much happier and fulfilled when I can share the credit. I really am. Who wants to be standing alone? That's no fun. It's like you win. It's like, yeah. You know, now I get some sports are alone, like golf and um, you got to, you know, you competing and, and it's alone. But I'd much rather. But even in those with with Tiger Woods and other great golfers, they've had to collaborate. They've had to have people they work with to train them, to get them ready. It's still a collaborative effort, even if the sport is a solo sport. One of the quotes that I love is if you're the smartest person in the room. Do you know the rest of this quote, Brian? Nope. <laughs> If you're the smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room. Why is that? Because you're not going to learn anything. You're not going to learn anything. If you walk in and you're the head honcho and you got all the ego and all the answers, guess what? You're going to walk out not knowing a darn thing. So you haven't grown, you haven't been lifted, and you haven't been enlightened. 
I love walking into rooms where I only know like that it's a, a it's an event, but I know I have interests because I know when I walk out of that room, I'm going to have met someone, learned something, made a connection. It's the collaboration could produce maybe what I've been dreaming about and finally able to birth at some point. So, and you know, there's been some other things that have happened to me professionally where somebody told me that they were going to tell somebody, oh, I'm going to spread this and then they never did. But I'm okay. I don't, I don't get down in the dirty stuff. I just rise above it as much as I can. That doesn't mean it doesn't bother me sometimes because it does. I tend to be an empath, uh, which means I feel everything, which is why I'm very, very protective of my spirit. So I, I let it go and I just try to keep moving forward. That's, you know, that's my my uh, mantra. Just keep moving forward. Now, sometimes you get knocked down and you got to sit down. That's OK, too. Sometimes competition knocks you down and you got to sit down and regroup and say, OK, before I get back here, I need to refresh and, and, and take a look and reflect. I meant reflect, not refer- refresh. So don't get me wrong. I want to be valued, respected and appreciate it for what I do, what I bring and what I add. But I don't need all of the credit. We are not meant to do it alone. To be quite honest, it's crushing when we try to do it alone. We are not meant to carry the glory. That's why, and again, even if I, I, I said this and I say this in all of my episodes, if I reference um, the word, the Bible, um, God, I am referencing spirit, not religion. But we're not meant to carry the glory. That's why we say give glory to God. You have a lot of famous people that when they win an award, they say all glory to God or thank God. But sometimes I wonder, do they really understand it? They're talking it, but not really walking it. And I don't know these people, so they could be. But I'm just saying, we're not meant to carry the glory. The reason we say give glory to God is because we can't handle it. It would crush us if we tried to carry it. We're not meant to give ourselves all of the credit. It's just not how it's meant to be. Collaboration is better. Stay with your families, work with your employees, church members, your partners. It's a win-win, I promise. And again, let me say this again. I'm not talking about unhealthy families, relationships, partnerships, abuse of any kind. I do not condone it, nor will I ever on any level. I'm talking about where people are just throwing in the towel and saying, you know what, I'm going to file and for divorce or um I'm going to quit this job. You know what? Wherever you go, there you are. You're taking yourself with you. So if you can collaborate, if you can make it work, then make it work. It's a win-win. Okay. Um, I always like to leave you guys with a quote. And the quote for this episode is a very simple one. We've all heard it before. It's called Teamworks. Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work. This is Enlightenment 101. I am your host, 
Danielle G. I thank you so much for joining me. Did y'all hear that? I, that was a little rhyme. And um, y'all take care. Please share. Please uh, leave a rating. Please comment. Whatever you're able to do, I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one and talk to you next time.